For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Hey, Eric Fisher here. This is the Social Media Marketing Talk Show. Again, like I said, I am the host, Eric Fisher. I am here joined by my lovely co-host, Kim Reynolds. (laughs) And uh, this is the show for marketers looking to stay on the leading edge of social media. We cover the social media news that broke in the last few days. This show is brought to you by the Social Media Marketing Society. And you can find out more about that at socialmediasociety.info. On today's show, we're going to explore the new LinkedIn profile layout that is coming with Vivica Von Rosen. We're going to talk about Instagram rolling out the focus portrait mode with Jen Herman. And we've got lots of other breaking social media marketing news to talk about. So and keep your questions coming if you're listening slash watching this live, because we will try to get to as many as possible. And with that. I will bring in our first guest, Vivica Von Rosen. Welcome to the show, Vivica. Yay. It's and so good to be back. It's been ages. Yes, it's been a while. It's nice to have you back. It's always good to have. We didn't make any changes for a long time. That's so, what I was going to say. It's like, <laughs> it, you know, we kind of go by who the guest is based on the topic. And we've been kind of thirsting for more topical stuff from LinkedIn. And so you're the first one, actually, that's reporting on this so there's yeah. a new profile layout that is coming and yeah. I, I want one, I want you to just walk us through it and walk us through the benefits and all of it. So take it away. Sure. So this is the old profile view, obviously. Um, so what I'm loving about the new profile view is it, and it's really just at the top of the fold on LinkedIn, but um, it kind of moves, there we go, exactly. It moves everything over and around so that I think your profile is more accessible. So the background image, obviously, you just saw my picture go from the middle to the left, middle, left. So, it's like a so, um, Yeah, like a little dance. Um, You know, it's nice to be up front and center, but quite frankly, your profile should always be about your prospects and your audience, not so much about you. So I think it makes sense to have, you know, your profile off, your your picture off a little bit to the left-hand side um, and all your information off on the left-hand side. And then on the right-hand side now, we've got, you know, your school, your, your, where you work, but most importantly, your contact info is back into, uh, an easily findable area. And by the way, when you're in edit mode, this is where you edit those things too. So I think this new user interface is much easier. Now, for those of you who have a a current background image and the old user interface, 
um, the, the size is the same. It's still 1,584 by 396 pixels. So the size is actually the same. But what you'll notice is the information, like our Twitter handle that we had over on the left-hand side, that got hidden when my picture moved over. So if you've already got a customized background, just make sure that any important information isn't on the bottom left-hand side. Um, and if it is, you're going to have to move it over to you know somewhere else so that it's not covered when, when you get the new user interface. And by the way, other people already have it. I actually don't have it yet. Sweet. Um, and you don't either. Yeah, I like only like a few people have it. And so if they have it and they're looking at your profile, your profile shows up as if it were in the new user interface. So I'm recommending to people that they get on changing that background image as soon as possible. The other key area for me, which I'm so happy about, is the summary section. So it used to be when, you know, in the old user interface, only the first like two lines showed. But now, um, three whole lines show, but that's a lot of real estate. If you're trying to get people to click on the read more, see more link, then you've got to entice them, right? You've got to have like a call to action, like, you know, oh my gosh, this is exactly who I'm looking for. This is the exact consultant or, or prospect or vendor or whatever that I'm looking for. I'm going to click on see more. And so you've got a little extra real estate now there to do that. So that's huge. And then on top of that, it's showing your it's showing more media again. So if you uploaded PowerPoint presentations or slideshare or slideshare rather or vim, you know video or PDFs or whatever, if you have uploaded media, it's actually going to show five pieces of media. So oh, at wow. Vengressa, we always right. That's I mean that's I know I'm a geek. Well, I get well, excited about I, silly I mean, things, but <laughs> that's great because. A lot of LinkedIn's great for like having it be your like professional profile. But what you want to see, right, is the content that you're in or creating or part of as as an additional, you know, proof of like your your profile. In other words, your 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 work credibility. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Exactly. Like all day long, I'm like, I'm the LinkedIn expert because I got the Twitter handle. But, you know, <laughs> in reality, I've actually got to prove it over and over and over again. Right. So, you know, I can upload podcasts now to this media interviews that I've done, you know, places where I've been featured. So and for the people listening, right, you're I'm assuming a lot of you are marketers. So examples of your work, um, you know, your clients' websites, like anything that really proves that you are what you say are. And again, now we've got five pieces rather than just two showing. So it's it's a small thing, but it's actually kind of a big deal, I think. Yeah. I think it's a pretty huge deal, actually, especially because yeah. uh, this this looks clean and crisp and Indeed. legible. I was actually, yes, yes. you know, le- I, it was funny. Yesterday I was looking at a site of a place I used to work at, at with a friend of mine and we were just critiquing it. And it was funny how stuff was just pushed all randomly, awkwardly <laughs> places. And I was just like, this is a professional website. What is going on here? This is clean. This is easy yeah. to read, easy to scan, easy to be like, oh, I wonder what they've done. Like, I know all about you from looking at this. 
So (laughs) in whatever way, you know, in good and bad ways, I guess, but in good ways, mostly because you've curated your profile correctly. So, (laughs) oh, can I can I say something to that? Um, Sure. uh, Like a year or so ago. I don't remember how long ago it was, but I had asked Vivica for her help and she actually offers this service um, that I needed to update my profile and I really wanted to be found under certain keywords. And by the time I was finished with my hour session with Vivica, I was coming up number one under my keywords. So she truly is the LinkedIn expert. <laughs> oh my gosh. She's amazing. So yeah, go Thank check you. out her, her profile. Yeah. You I'll put really the link in there. If you want us to redo your profile, I'll definitely, thanks for the advertising. I'll put that link in there. Bernie, you can pop it in there. <laughs> <laughs> so Vivica, you yeah, said, you said, uh, Vivica, you said that you don't have this yet, which answers my question as to why in a screenshot that we have here of your profile, it said that you were second connections with yourself. (laughs) So you obviously got this from somebody else. But do you have any word on when this is going to start rolling out to other people? No. And in fact, I think we had this conversation. Well, not you. Grace and I was like, LinkedIn hasn't even announced this yet. So, um, which is probably why I've got so many views on my video. Uh, LinkedIn hasn't even announced it yet. So, um, so yeah, no telling it. This might actually be beta. Um, no one in my team has it yet. Um, I just have two clients who have it and which is how I was able to get this screenshot. So it's a, uh, it's a slow rollout for sure. Darcy Schuler, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. She says she has it in the live chat here in the live show. So awesome. it's not just you. Well, that's, well, you know, it's strange. When I go to your profile, Vivica, I don't see the new one. So no, I you guess, wouldn't. yeah. So until I get the new one, I won't be able to see your new one. Oh, that's a pity. Exactly. At least you have pictures. Exactly. Yeah. So for right now, this awkward interim, right? You you have to have a, a background image that works for both. Um, you know, because some people will see it in sure. the new way, and some people won't. So it's a little awkward this timing. Yeah. That's a, well, and that's a great How, tip. I, I'm glad. That, um, oh, Damien says he has it even. Jeez. Oh, well, well Damien has <laughs> well, it. There you go, Damien. Yeah. Whatever. Hey, um, Vivica, you know, on Facebook where you have the image dimensions for a desktop page and then the optimal image dimensions for mobile are different, which is so stupid. But is LinkedIn that way? Like, does this does this look as great on mobile as it does on desktop? It actually looks pretty good on mobile. Now, what I will say is the mobile scoots it back to the regular. So, um, ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if they're going to change mobile when everyone's switched over to this, but right now you're mobile. So again, why you want a background image that, that works for both right, because right. in the mobile you scooted, you're scooted back to me. Yeah. LinkedIn's been having some, 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 um, challenges, shall we say, getting the mobile, just like Facebook, getting the mobile right. and the regular LinkedIn to kind of align. So it's better. It's close. It's almost there. But yeah, there are slightly different dimensions. Well, Please that's don't ask me what the mobile dimensions are. I don't know. I, <laughs> I promise. I could give you desktop, but not mobile. So Vivica, well, that's what, impressive. Uh, Vivica, <laughs> what do you think we should be doing in the meantime in regards to prepping our uh, yeah. LinkedIn profile to get ready for this. We we obviously don't want to change too much because it may look weird in the old format, but right. good in the new one. But how do we got to how do we have one foot in both circles, basically? Yeah. And this this is a lot easier if you're actually um, not graphically impaired like I am. So like for me, I think we've got Bernie and, and, and the content marketing team to 
to fix all this stuff for us. But um, yeah, I I would say create a, a background image. Don't put anything on the lower third. Like maybe keep everything on the on the top so that no matter where your head ends up, it 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 looks good. So I would say for this interim, create a background image. This is still fifteen ninety four by three ninety six. So at least they didn't change that. Right. But but maybe keep everything on the at least the top half um, so that so that it looks good in both places. The other thing is um, do an audit of your media and make sure that your best five pieces of media have been added to your summary and your experience section, but mostly your summary. Um, and remember the last thing you put in is the first thing that shows. So just put it in whatever order you want because you can't change it on LinkedIn anymore. So the last thing that you put in is the first thing that's going to show up. So um, have that media ready or, or go ahead and add it now. And then the other thing, what I did right away was I looked at my summary section and the first two lines were pretty impactful, but then it was kind of like blah, 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 <laughs> because I figured, well, no one's going to see it. So I went in and I immediately changed and I pulled my my call to action, right? Download this free ebook to find out what you might be doing wrong on LinkedIn, how to fix it, <gasps> pointy finger, um, and put the link right in there. So now that shows that never would have shown before in the old user interface. So play around with your summary section and make sure that those first three lines, which I think is like 300 um, pixels, but make sure that those first three lines, uh, I'm sorry, 300 characters, um, show and that they're a strong call to action. And then they, they, they really entice people to click on the show more link. Cool. All right. Very cool. Um, we've got more LinkedIn news, though. So what is yes. this, what is this find nearby <gasps> Feature. I'm so excited. <laughs> I so wish we had this in social media marketing world. Oh my God. Um, okay. So yeah, LinkedIn, I just got it last night. Kurt just got it last night. Bryn got it last week. Um, I'm getting a lot of people saying we just got it too. It's on your mobile, right? So on your, your LinkedIn mobile, um, it's not on desktop. If you go to my network and you've got the latest version of LinkedIn mobile, you might see a little icon that says find nearby. This is so cool. I mean, I'm just a geek, but this is so cool because what it's beacon technology, right? So it's going to send out because you've got to turn on your Bluetooth and you've got to turn on your location device. And then you got to choose, you know, when you want this to be active just today for the next three days. It's really you know, focused on um, uh, conferences um, or daily from nine to five. I wish it was eight to five, but anyway, daily from <laughs> nine to five. So you choose which one you want and it's going to send out a beacon and see who on LinkedIn is nearby. And then it's going to feed that to you so that you can send a message or send an invitation to those individuals. And now you can meet these prospects face to face. And I can't tell you how many times I find out too late that I've been on a plane with someone, right? That I've been at a conference or in a city that one of my friends, Tamara and I were just in Portugal together. I had no idea until it was too late. Oh, wow. We were, we both left, right? And so, whoa, what a missed opportunity there. So I am so, so, so excited. Now, I don't know the details, right? I don't know if it's available even on an Android or Google phone yet. So if y'all have an Android or a Google phone, go and see if you've got it yet and let us know because that'll answer that question. I don't know how far it goes out. Like, I don't know how far <laughs> the beacon ranges, right? Yeah. Is it five feet? Is it 500 feet? Is it half a mile? Um, so I don't know that information yet, but I just know this is super cool 
And it's like, I think as far as social media and, and really allowing us to create real, real relationships, this is like one of the best things that LinkedIn has done in a long, long time. So yay. <laughs> Very cool. Well, somebody, so, so somebody, a couple people are saying within a hundred feet oh, or perfect. ten meters. I'm not sure where they're getting that. Oh, that's from, close. But well, that's, no wonder, no wonder. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> all right. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, and then Bluetooth is about fifty meters. So, all right. Well, now we know you got to be pretty close, but still, I think. I mean, think about it. You're on an airplane, right? Yeah. And like you find out a prospect and you like change seats with someone and now you've got them captured there for the next two hours. <laughs> At least before they you have before you take off. You got to check it before right, exactly. you take off. You can't do it up in the <laughs> yeah. air. It's not going to work. No, so. you can't do it up in the air. You would have to do it before you – and you'd have to change your seats before you took off too. Yes. So. <laughs> so, okay. LinkedIn bringing gifts to the oh. messaging. I got to get your take on this. All right. So, okay. The honest take like – I've sent a bunch. Um, <laughs> part of me, my first reaction was, this is supposed to be the business network, right? This is supposed to be the business network. We're already complaining that there's too many GIFs and cat videos and, and math tests on the LinkedIn feed. Why are they bringing GIFs? And I've totally sent a bunch already. So, <laughs> I, My take is, I like it. If, if, I actually, if I can reply with a GIF and it's fun, cool. I like that it's yep. in private messaging, not like out yes. forward facing on the actual yeah. posts. So exactly. That's just my take. Yeah, no, like, I agree. Let me be human in the places where I can be one to one messaging human. And I'm I'm cool. Exactly. With that. And they're fun. You'll notice they're very, very similar gifts to the ones that are in Facebook. Um yes. that you use all the time. Just please and and like I said, I am so guilty. I, I sent like 40 out um, immediately because they were so fun. But um, just know your audience. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. 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 CEO of Oracle, maybe not. <laughs> you know, cool person you met in social media marketing world. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I think hey, what about all the people that spam you as soon as you accept their connection request? Oh, I wonder if there's a gift for that. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure there is. <laughs> that's kind of like, I was kind of thinking awesome. that's a really good way to have like a default yeah. gift for that. So. Oh my God, I love that idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we all know what it would be too. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, Vivica, that's hopefully not all the LinkedIn news that will be coming out. Hopefully no, we'll have official word on, on the profiles coming soon with specs. Yes. We'll probably have to just have you come back on and repeat this and go through I'm, it yeah, in more detail. You. So, but <laughs> until then, but until then, where can people find you? Oh, thank you very much for asking. So our website's vangresso.com. You can, of course, find all of us there. Um, you can email me directly if you have any questions, vivica at vangresso.com. And if you Google LinkedIn expert, that's my LinkedIn profile. I'm sure we're all connected, but if we're not yet, please send an invitation. Just customize it so that um, so that I know you listen to me here because I'm, I'm at my limit on LinkedIn. So um, I don't want to send you my thanks, but no thanks message. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. So, Vivica. Thank you all. Glad to see you, you as all. usual. Thanks for being here. And we'll see you Thank soon. You. Bye. All right. Awesome. Awesome as usual. Awesome as always. I don't, you know, hey, all of the all of the above, apparently. Uh Vivek has done some great training for us, by the way, in the social media okay. marketing society. And you can find out more about that at socialmediasociety.info. And 
I'm excited about this one. I've been playing around with the Instagram. Uh, what is it called? Portrait uh, focus portrait focus portrait focus. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'm not seeing Jen. Is anybody seeing her? Um, Where is let me Jen? Let see Herman? if I can help. Really. We may need to. I mean, I can talk about it if she's not showing up. But uh, what I can say is I'm really excited about this because it makes me look good on yeah. <laughs> on Instagram. You, you always know. look good. What are you talking well, about? But it makes, but oh, I, I should clarify what it does is it actually, there she is. What it does is it actually makes me look good wherever I am. So it blurs out the background, makes things more atmospheric, may, maybe more focused, mm-hmm. hence the name. So oh, and there's nice. Jen. Ooh, Hello. Welcome. <laughs> and my Hi. daughter just said, Mama, because she just saw me pop up on the screen. So <laughs> that's oh, awesome. You may see her little head bobbing around in the background. She's over here watching. <laughs> Very cool. So welcome back. So soon after the last time. Lots of I know. There's been so many updates. Yes. Gray is your color. That's so good. You look great. Mm -hmm. See, that's just not something I would say, but whatever. There you go. That's why you have a co-host. Yes. But but speaking of the way things look, so portrait focus mode. I mean, I'm still trying to figure out if that's that's the proper way to say it. But, they're uh, just calling it focus. focus. They're just calling it plain old focus. But yeah, it's it's portrait. It's and it's kind of like it for us on yeah, like that image Here, that you just kind of posted. Yeah. So the the image you know that we see has you know usually the background is in clear detail, but when you do a good DSLR photo shoot, the you know the lens is usually zoomed in on the subject, the focus being the person. The back is very blurry. And it's a very, you know, professional type imagery um, that the new iPhones do automatically, but Androids don't offer that feature. And it's the older iPhones obviously don't. So I guess Instagram decided to turn this essentially into like a filter effect. So it will find the face or faces in the image and it blurs out the background as if you had taken it with a DSLR type camera. Yeah, the only the only I, I'm, again, I can't remember if there's a high end Android phone that does this, but I do know that the iPhone 10 will do this natively from like the front facing, you know, when you're looking at yes. the phone screen, it will do that. The eight plus and the eights and the sevens even of the iPhones do it the other direction. Mm-hmm. But again, oh, yeah, yeah, what yeah. good is that if I, you're trying to you want to see your, you wanna, exactly <laughs> it's portrait it's selfie it's focus on me it's me 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 so right exactly that's what all we care about <laughs> yeah so uh, but i mean i mean are you going to use this i think i mean i already did obviously i actually think it, pretty, it looks pretty good it helps I, I did to try it yeah um i totally did and i i was i did not get it when it released and everyone else had it and i was like no it was like it went out to all <laughs> iphone users and thus androids had to wait but i got it yesterday morning so i did try it to to try it and see i think in certain scenarios it could be more beneficial than others like for example if you're at a busy event or if you're someplace where the background is very busy and you do kind of want to isolate your selfie a little bit more um, that being said, in the environment of this, if I like, I would want my logo in the background. I wouldn't right. want to blur that out. So I think in time, people will kind of figure out whether it does or doesn't work for them and when they want to use it. I don't think it's something that I would like go to focus all the time and always take selfies in that mode. But I can see where, especially 
the more creative types might find good reason to introduce it and use it more frequently. And, and it does kind of add a little bit more professionalism to your photos. So if you want a little bit of a better quality looking image, you know, to better represent your brand, then that's a tool that you now have at your disposal. Yeah. I mean, I can see it giving more variety to your background for the fact that like here, like, I mean, you can see almost identically where I am live right now, as well as in this photo that we've been showing it, you can see my, my wooden little hashtag artwork thing and everything, but I have, I have like one or two certain places I can do stuff here. But with that, with the focus thing, I can blur out my background and then I've suddenly got a lot more variety for my backgrounds that, because just certain angles don't work or there's like stuff that yes. shows up and it's just, you know, Hey, parents have messy houses if they're working from home now with this or if you're in your car and you don't yeah. want everyone to see what's in the backseat of your car. Right. So, and let, well, let, and let's be clear. This isn't just for photos. You can do video with this, which is, yes. which actually when I oh. did this was really cool. It followed my face and blurred out the background as I went, like it stayed right on me. I really loved that. Wow. And again, that's where like, imagine you're at a conference, like if you're at social media marketing world and you're in that main hallway and there are people everywhere, that's distracting. Whether as a photo or a video, that's distracting having all that in the background. But it's kind of cool to see that there's all that going on in the background. So using the focus feature would be a great way to still show there's all this movement and people are walking around behind you, but people aren't going to zoom in and look at the people's faces. They're going to focus on you because everything else is kind of blurred out in the background. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um there was something else. Oh, one of the questions that we kept getting was, well, will, will this work for going live on Instagram? But this is a separate mm-hmm. selection. It's totally separate. Camera. Yeah. yeah. So and I wouldn't imagine they're pretty restricted on the things you can do within live. Like, you know, all of the, the fun features and stuff that we have are usually an external. So, I mean, who knows? They can always come out with, you know, a new feature and roll it into live. But it's, it's not right now. And I don't know if they ever will. Yeah. So let's tell people where to find this specifically and check if they have it, because obviously some people are like, wait, how do I know if I even have this? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so um, if we go to pull up my camera here. Um, let's turn it around so I don't show you guys yourselves. Um, but if you go up here and so when you log in and you go to a story, you have that tiny scroll along the bottom. So you actually have normal, then you have boomerang, super zoom, and then you have focus. And it's kind of hard to, it's not like really in focus, but it does say focus and it has like a little different icon. So you can see to the the right of that is, is the super zoom and then the other feature. So you just scroll and choose that. And then when you actually try to, it's probably not going to really work. Um, but when you try to take it and it oh. focuses on a face, it'll blur out the background. Yeah. And now it's going to have audio open back. <laughs> <laughs> so we can but find yeah, it. So it's right there. Yeah, it's fine. We can find it in there. It's between Super Zoom and what's the other one? It's it's in between um, Super uh, Zoom and I forget what the other one is. I'm going to pull it up really quick again. Yeah. Of course, I just closed it. So there's Super Zoom. <laughs> Focus and then rewind. Okay. So it's you so, have to scroll over towards the okay. right hand side. There's hands free is the the rightmost option. Perfect. So you, you do have to scroll. You won't see it, and when you first come in and you go to normal, you won't see. You do have to scroll over to see if you have it. Very cool. So this is a great new feature. I think it brings a lot of extra, you know, versatility to your stories because that's primarily where you're going to do it. Although, again, you could take a photo in with the focus and then use it as an image in your Instagram yeah. posts or for anything else or for anything. Else. I always and tell people to go it. like create photos in Instagram and use the filters. And yes. then 
either save that image or screenshot it and then put that on your Facebook page or put that on, you know, your other social media profiles because you can go in and use all those editing tools. So absolutely, if you don't have, you know, the, you know, whether it's the iPhone X or 10 or whichever one it is that has that feature built in on the selfie camera, you can use this to get a great photo of yourself and then do a couple edits on it, save that image and then go and upload that, like you said, whether it's to your regular Instagram or to other social media um, and have a great tool to create better images of your, of, you know, your selfies. Yeah. What I was surprised about was how far down the line into like, I think it was six or six S and like the five SE or whatever. I don't know the SE of the iPhones. And again, on Android, I'm a little less knowledgeable, but um, <laughs> that I was surprised at how far down the line they were that Instagram made this software feature like available. So yeah, good on them. I agree. So we've got other Instagram news here so that uh, Instagram is preparing to launch something called name tags. Yeah, basically snap codes or messenger codes. Those things that work really well on Facebook are going to come to Instagram. You can tell I'm super excited. (laughs) 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 I think this is the biggest waste of time, but hey, what do I know? Um, But yeah, it's basically like on Snapchat where you have the snap code that someone can scan and get to your profile. So yes, imagine you're at a conference and someone, you know, this, like in my world, this happens frequently. They're like, Hey, what's your username? And I'm like, Jen's trends. No, 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 no. Jen's underscore trends. Oh, it's Jen with two ends. Like I do have to tell people three or four yeah. times how to find my name on Instagram. Cause it's not something easy per se. So having a name tag type thing where it's a scannable code, they could come up and I could have it up on like, after I finished doing a presentation, I could just have it up on my phone and be like, Oh, here, just scan this they'll go right to my profile and they can follow me and see my profile from there. Or I could dump this in a presentation and they could scan it hopefully from a distance and it would take them right to my profile. So they don't have to manually type it in and spell my name wrong and get all confused and find somebody else. So there are applications where this does make sense to use it. Um, That being said, will people use it? I don't know. It's, you know, it works on Snapchat because that was always part of the interface. That was always how it was set up. They came out with the messenger codes that, you know, even, right. you know, bless Mari Smith. She tried her dang this to get people to you know, use that stupid messenger code and people still don't use them. It's just not one of those things that is inherent. And I don't know if it'll gain momentum on Instagram because it's not Snapchat and people just aren't used to it. Um, but, you know, they may have more plans for it. They may be saying we're introducing this now. And then in a matter of time, this will lead to another feature or functionality where you need to have this in place. So we'll see, but I'm honestly not all that excited about it. I'm kind of indifferent to it. Jed record had a great idea. He said, put it in your closing slide of your presentation. Mm -hmm. I think, Hey, why not put it at the front end of your presentation? So people know as they're snapping stories of your presentation, like, Hey, I'm watching Jen's trends. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Cause if if, if there's anything, Yes, that too. But like I was going to say at Social Media Marketing World, like we saw so many people doing stories with the event hashtag in it. So at tagging the person and them knowing who you are and following you, like it makes sense. So I can see a little bit more. That's why like on all of my slides, I usually have at JNNS underscore trends in the footer. So people on any slide can see and go, oh, that's her, you know, because I I do think about that because inevitably whenever I'm in a presentation, I'm like, 
oh, I want to, I'm doing a story and I want to tag the person and I have no idea what their, you know, Instagram username is. So I try to do that by putting it in the footer. And this would be a solution to that where you, again, you put it up front and they can just instantly follow you. But again, it has to become something that people know to use in that way. Like if you're throwing this up there and then you have to spend two minutes explaining to them how to get their phone out, how to scan the thing, how to use it, how, where it's going. Okay. Now you can follow me. Okay. Now you can tag me. Then you've lost, you know, valuable time in your presentation. So if it becomes mainstream, great. If it's something that you're always having to explain your way through, then it may not you know, quite serve that purpose. So we'll have to kind of see. I, I think the jury's kind of out on this one. Sure. Looks like they're testing something else out. Um, it's the Q&A sticker. Yes. This I'm excited about, which for the record, like they, they keep dropping these announcements. And I'm like, I am not ready for all of these things. Um, but so they introduced polls, I don't know, last year sometime, right, where you can put up the poll and you can ask, you know, they can choose one of two answers if you kind of ask a question. And so they can go in. The Q&A takes this to a whole new level. You, as the person creating the story, ask a question and then your audience can send you an answer. And that answer is through a direct message. So it's private. It's not something that anybody else would see. So just think of the crazy ways like you could do, you know, crowdsourcing information, you can get insights onto your audience, you know, you can get product feedback or, or, you know, if you've got an event going on and you want people to, you know, talk about either where they're going or what they're doing or, you know, what their plans are, like you can coordinate with people and figure out where, you know, people are going to meet up. Um, you know, there's so many creative ways that or this is unlimited in terms of the capacity that you could use this tool. Um, but for businesses, I can, you know, just to be able to ask your audience a question and have them send you a private response, whether it's, you know, Hey, did you read last week's blog post? Did you like it? Is there something you'd want to see more of, you know, or, you know, here's something I'm working on, you know, would you want to see more of this or does this solve a, you know, a, a problem that you have? Like, these are simple things to put out in front of your audience and then have the fun questions, right? Be like, where would you rather go on vacation? Or, you know, are you planning a vacation this year? And where are you planning on going? It's not, no one else has to know. And if they want to tell you, you start to figure out, Oh, my audience loves to travel to Europe. Okay, great. I'm going to start creating content that aligns with that because I know that's what my audience is interested in. So there's a lot of ways you get audience insights and that kind of crowdsourcing for your audience using these questions. And it's, I think this is going to be really cool. Whether or not the average user will really adopt to wanting to answer these questions and like how to do it. Again, this may take some training to say, okay, you know, tap on this and answer the question via direct message. No one else is going to see it because, you know, we get all excited about these things and think it's awesome. And then the average user is like, oh, what is this? Like, <laughs> they don't, of course, don't want to do anything with it. So it might take a bit of work through, but I think it could be really, really beneficial. Yeah, I, I can already see the drawing an arrow to the question and saying tap here to answer uh, exactly. stories coming <laughs> as soon as they roll this out. But it's it's a fascinating feature. And I think, you know, because it says um, your answer will be private, I think we're going to get a, a, a lot more responses. It really crazy. Exactly. And that's, it, right. it's creating those meaningful interactions, you know, that Facebook is is so big on right now. You're, they're doing that by creating this kind of content on Instagram. You're you're getting a direct, you know, one-on-one -on -one conversation with your audience. And right now, direct messages do that, but it's not something people use in great detail. So this is forcing people into direct messages to have those one-to-one -one conversations with, you know, with brands and companies and friends and family. And I think that as it becomes more mainstream, if it really does roll out effectively, 
you're going to see a lot more of that, you know, those meaningful interactions in that way. Yep. Very cool. It's, it's setting us up to do more of what we should be doing. So exactly. I like that you can ask for feedback and get it privately or as if you do a poll. Then, right. The poll, like yeah. you can kind of see like, okay, 80% said this, 20%, like, yeah. this is like, you just get to have your opinion. And right. it could be something as simple as, you know, this could be great for PR. Like imagine, like I actually was um, talking to a client of mine that just had a slight PR issue come up and to be able to get feedback from your, your audience afterwards mm-hmm. and say, you know, how do you feel we handled this? You know, how did you, how did this impact you? You know, to be do able you to get care? That, Right, exactly. Did you even notice the issue? Yeah. <laughs> like, anyway. But to get their direct feedback and it's you're putting it right in front of their face and they're coming right to you with a direct message. Again, no one else has to know that response. And now you can deal with them directly. You know, the whole hug your haters, they're not likely going to come out and, you know, and even if they do, oh, this is horrible and it was the worst experience and I can't believe you, you know, inconveniences this way. And now you're responding. Now all of a sudden, a couple messages, they're like, oh, okay, we're cool. Versus they were super mad at you 10 minutes ago. So it's, there's a lot of ways that you could use this, you know, in so many applications beyond, you know, what we could even talk about here. Yeah. Right. So it's going to be great. I I can't wait for it to roll out. I hope that it moves beyond just the testing phase. Obviously it's pretty, it it looks pretty uh, well baked in at this point. And it's probably just a matter of rolling it out pretty soon. But uh, and that's thing. It is this is a test. So again, the way it rolls out could look different yeah. um, than what we're seeing right now in the initial test for sure. Um, and who knows, you know, what the the full impact will be. Um, but absolutely, I think it'll be. I can see this rolling out, and I really hope they do roll it out. Yeah. So speaking of, you know, insert QR code for where they, people can find you here. Where can people <laughs> find you, Jen, when you're not on this show or? Uh, so yes, you can find me tiny little co-host. At, right. I know. You see her like head bobbing around in the yeah. background there before she was she's over here ransacking my office and I now have a whole collection of staples because she found a box of staples. Nice. So, you know, health hazards around my child staples. It's all good. <laughs> um, but I'm I at Jen's J-E-N-N-S underscore trends on Instagram and Twitter. And then my website is jenstrends.com. Always Jen with two ends. Awesome. Jen, it's always, always awesome to see you. Glad to have you back on the show and uh, see you soon. Thanks guys. Thank you. See ya. Bye. Awesome. Yeah. Again, I I mean, I really like some of the stuff Instagram's doing. There was a a standing thing that I had with Jeff where it was just like, Hey, what did Instagram roll out this week? You know, they seem to be the one that seems to be doing the the most uh frequency of testing slash changing things when it comes to uh, especially stuff that actually rolls out i'll say so but uh we actually have a little bit more instagram news which segues from that instagram segment into some other stuff that we're going to talk about so uh kim why don't you go ahead and let us know like what is this instagram data portability tool Right. So that's exactly what it is. It's a new data portability tool, and it's going to allow users to download a copy of what they have shared on Instagram, including photos, videos, messages. Now, Instagram hasn't confirmed if they're also going to be able to export like follower and following lists, likes, comments, stories, captions, that kind of stuff yet. And there's no confirmed release date. But it's expected that it's going to launch prior to that May 25th deadline for the upcoming European GDPR privacy law. 
that includes data portability. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So basically you're going to be able to get a a file of, of your activity on Instagram like you can on Facebook. Yeah. I was going to say up till this point, it's just been Facebook. That's kind of been the one to, to let you do that. Although I think at one point you were able to download tweets, but I don't know if that included the media that you shared. So, right. Yeah. And, you know, Facebook, you do. So this is going to be interesting to, you know, see what all is included. Yeah. So so they're building it right now. But again, at some point here, they'll announce that it's available and we can get it. But for now, we just know that it's coming, which is good. So you might want to maybe even go back through and say, well, hey, I don't want to have to download all this stuff. Maybe there's some old pictures to maybe prune or hide or archive or I don't know. I guess some of that would still download, though. The archive stuff may still go. So, well, that's yeah, we'll see. We'll see what all gets. <laughs> yeah. Well, so in our privacy segment, uh, what's shaping up to be almost a weekly privacy segment in, in some ways, <laughs> no doubt. you know, yeah. uh, Facebook is demanding more transparency for ads and pages. So they're announcing that they announced, I should say, that they are making changes to increase the transparency transparency, authenticity, and accountability around ads and pages on both Facebook and Instagram. Some of the details of that include that only authorized advertisers who can confirm their identity and location will be able to run a political ad or an issues-based ad on either platform. So they're going to start cutting down on or cracking down even uh, on that, which I think a lot of people will be happy to see. Um, Yes. What are some of the other details here? Well, if you admit a page with a large number of followers, then you have to be verified also. And um, I don't know what all is going to go into the verification process, but if you are not in verified, then you won't be able to post to those pages. It, there's, it's, all of this is really kind of murky. I feel like they push this out quickly to mollify people and and to de-emphasize all of the negativity going on, but they don't, they haven't given us any details. Yeah. So we don't know what verification includes. We don't know how, how what do large they a, page. a large yeah. page is. Yeah. I mean, it could be 200,000, it could be 2 million. So we just don't know, but um, you know, oh, and they're also, they're also going to be putting out a tool. So remember last I believe it was in the fall we talked about how if you're in Canada, you can see which ads other Canadian pages run. That I think it was last sure. fall that, that yeah, I do right. I, re- I do remember that, yes. Right. Well, now they're gonna be rolling out a tool broadly to everyone where you can see any of the ads that are a particular page is running. So um that uh, to me, that means you aren't going to be able to see historical ads. It seems as if you're going to be able to see whatever ads a page is running right in this moment. Currently. I'd like to see historical yeah. ads. I'd like yeah. to study that. That would be nice. But I'll take the current stuff too. Um, yeah. So right now, only Canadians have this. And so I guess there are some workarounds. If you want, you can get a VPN and pretend you're in Canada. But anyways, don't want to talk about that. So yeah, <laughs> um, pretty soon it'll be rolling out to everyone and you will be able to see what your competitors are doing on Facebook ads. They're also working to update the product and custom audience terms for developers. This one's a little bit more uh, complicated, I guess I would say. Yeah. Uh, Especially because it pertains to developers. But um, basically, they're updating their product terms to make it 
easier to find and comprehend. Uh, and again, this is this has to do with the the EU, uh, the upcoming General Data Protection Regulation or GDPR, as you should probably nice. memorize the al- the not algorithm, <laughs> memorize the algorithm. No, the acronym. Um, yeah. And, and basically, it's new terms for the Facebook uh, business tools, specifically the uh, right. APIs, Facebook Pixel, and other Facebook uh, products that uh, biz- a lot of what we a lot of what we talk about on this show weekly: the changes, the additions, the rollouts, all that kind, all of those kinds of tools. So, right. Well, an important aspect of that is they're not asking for anything new. They're not going to, you know, they're not asking to collect new information or to share data, um, share your Facebook data. This is simply to make all of these existing rules easier to understand, much cleaner, much clearer. So um, I think that their whole, the whole goal of this is that they want to make sure that, especially in the custom audience terms, that businesses understand and know that they are responsible for their own relationships with independent data providers. And, you know, they're maybe trying to take some of the heat off of themselves a little bit for these, these things. So good call. Yeah. So they're, these, uh, they'll be, they'll go into effect globally on May 25th, which is that big, you know, ding, ding, ding. This yes. is the date. Yeah. And then <laughs> this one always just cracks me up is like, Facebook is offering a bounty to <laughs> it. Basically, it, it makes me think of uh, we've got a warrant out for this, uh, this outlaw, you know, when I hear bounty or I hear or, I Dog, think Bo- the bounty or when I hear bounty, I think Boba Fett. But anyways, uh, <laughs> Facebook is offering a data abuse bounty and it's a, a data abuse bounty program. And it's for. People with firsthand knowledge or proof of cases where the Facebook 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 platform app is collecting and transferring people's data to another party to be sold, stolen or used for scams or political influence. So, again, if you catch them and you have proof, you can get as much as forty thousand dollars for people who bring them to their attention. So. You know, maybe it's going to be somebody's new job out there to be a Facebook bounty hunter. I don't know. <laughs> hey, for 40 grand, I'm watching you. Right. And you and you. I'm going to find <laughs> this. That would be awesome. Yeah. So uh, it, it's interesting. Again, I, I I laugh at it in jest, but like it's pretty serious. It's actually pretty cool it that is. they're doing that. It means people will be looking. You know, we'll see. So there you go. Uh, Before we get into the remainder of our mentions, I want to say again, check out the Social Media Marketing Society at socialmediasociety.info. A lot of the people that are just super on fire for Social Media Examiner are in there. And we have so many members that are here in the chat or Mm -hmm. are out there on our live videos and clicking share and and actually the other thing i want to say is all these people that we bring in as experts on this show to to help us break this news to you they do trainings in there like many many trainings like we and and they're timely like we are on top and ahead of stuff that i mean stuff that you hear about on this show feeds into the trainings literally weeks later and it's yep. immediately ac- actionable content. So again, you got to find out more. Social media society dot info. So I need I need to put my two cents in quickly about oh. the society. I love the Facebook group. So there's a private Facebook group for society, and that Facebook group is 
so amazing. So many brilliant people in there, just the, the, the members. I mean, some smart pants. And the great thing is, is when we have news, how this show works, how we curate news, we put it in a special group for us at Social Media Examiner, the breaking news team, which is us. And But it also goes immediately to the society. So society members are always up on all of this news first. I mean, they get it even before this show. So it's really the mm-hmm. Facebook group is pretty darn amazing. So I just wanted to share that. Yep. That's a great point. I had forgotten to mention that. So speaking of other news that has broken, so Facebook is launching, they really want you to use stories. So they're, they're, they're launching three tests for stories, three significant tests that make Facebook stories a default way to share. So TechCrunch has, um, shown us a couple of different things. So in test one, uh, they reported that a select subset of users around the world we're able to test this mobile feature that automatically opens a camera window and shows the most recent images in your camera roll in order to spur you on to use those uh, images in your camera roll in your stories. So that's pretty cool. I, I mean, yeah. that's kind of what how what happens when you go into Instagram, like you either have the option to uh, create a new one or it opens up a, like a bottom little drawer of all your camera roll stuff that's already on your phone that you might want to share. So it's similar to that in some ways. Test number yeah. two is uh, it was testing big preview tiles for Facebook stories. That means that, you know, it, and, and to me, this looks like basically the the Instagram, um, you know, the vertical um Swipe left and right across the top type um, tiles of, oh, I want to watch their story. Oh, I want to watch their story. And you'd tap on those. And that was another way to kind of get you interested in uh, looking at what the story might have inside it and get you to watch it. And then the third test was a sharing of a, a an image or a video shot using Facebook's camera's uh, augmented reality features and it would automatically, if you were using that, it would automatically default the sharing location to stories. And previously, uh, you would have had to have selected stories, newsfeed, or messenger, and it it was defaulting automatically to stories as the first end, you know, the, the place to to share it from. So they they really want us to use stories. Apparently, they do. I. D- now, can you think of why that might be? Because they already have stories handled with Instagram and you'd think that they would want differentiation between the platforms. Why do you think they're pushing stories oh, so much? Gosh, that is a great question. I don't know. I think I think ultimately, uh, honestly, I'll say this. I think they want people. I think they want the people that they would get to use Instagram instead of Snapchat to also think they can use Facebook for that same very reason and potentially get served ads. Ah, that's exactly what I was going to say. That is exactly what I think it is that right now you can advertise on Instagram stories, but Facebook stories is not an ad placement. So that's what I was wondering. Are they, are they creating a new ad destination because of, you know, obviously issues with, I I think that's potentially where, where it's going. So, yeah, I do too. I do too. Good job. I agree. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. All right. Okay. So in other news, um, now Facebook 
rolls out custom colors for groups. And here we have a screenshot of, I guess, when you're in discussion. I have a group and I tried finding how to do this so that I would know what I'm talking about. Oh, there's pink. But I was trying to figure out how to do it and I don't have that feature available yet. So I'm not positive. You know how this works here because you turned our breaking news group bright red. I opened it up and I was like, ah. Yeah. So, yeah. And the easy way to find out if you have this is uh, you might get a splash screen uh, uh, in your Facebook app, but I was able to go into the group itself on my Facebook uh, native app and I let's see, I went into settings and then it was right there. It was like choose color and an arrow and I just tapped it and then it brought up a color selection thing. And, And what it does is, I mean, it doesn't change everything wrong you know the wrong different or wrong color or away from the native blue in facebook but it does kind of change the highlights and the you know top banner it it, you know it brings out yeah a signification you're in a group in other words wait is this mobile only or is it desktop also ah you know that's a great question Maybe um, I was trying it on desktop. I, Maybe it's a mobile only feature. I think it's mobile only because I don't think that I saw those colors show up when I changed it to red or green uh, on desktop when I visited visited that group. So I will bet you are right. That's so why I can check it out, it out there. Okay. And again, this is a thing in the wild, though I've seen it, so I've had yeah. firsthand experience. Yeah. Facebook Messenger is experimenting with an unsend feature. Um. This capability was discovered last week when it was revealed that uh, Mark Zuckerberg and other executives had retracted messages from different people's inboxes that they had sent messages to. So apparently that uh, they are experimenting with a new secret message feature in which the messages will disappear after a specific amount of time. But they say it's going to take some time until the feature is ready for release. Well, I, I have secret messages. I've never used it because I have WhatsApp. I don't need end to end encryption for Facebook, yeah. but um, I I've haven't seen the the unsend timer yet on the secret messages. So I haven't either. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Okay. So this one was very disappointing to me personally because I use this feature a lot. But Facebook has disabled the ability to search using emails and phone numbers. So you know when you can go into Facebook on the main tab there and you could say you have a phone number that shows up on your phone bill that you don't recognize weird. You could put that phone number in and it would pop up who it belongs to on Facebook if they've added their phone number or, you know, maybe an email. You want to look someone up by their email. You could do that. But Facebook has taken away that search tool, sadly. And they said that the tool was being used by malicious actors to scrape public profile information and states that it believes that most people on Facebook could have their public profile scraped in this way. So this is in my book, Another way that Facebook is having a knee-jerk reaction to do something that seems really big about protecting our data and our privacy and instead is just a major inconvenience. Yeah. Well, and again, I mean, depending upon how you're presenting your public information, this may or may not be a good thing. But again, marketers were always like, no, we want more data. People are like, uh, we don't know how much data data we're willing to say. Although, again, that's different person to person. So. Snapchat is starting to, according to TechCrunch, report that some users are seeing their Snapchat stories news 
feed in reverse chronological order to replace the algorithm sorted feed. So maybe this is a little bit of a renege on the Snapchat redesign, the full scale redesign that happened. Uh, but again, this is not confirmed. It's TechCrunch is, is stating that some people may be seeing this. So. Okay. And then you had a bunch so, of fun. <laughs> uh, well, okay. So Snapchat is releasing. Let me put it over here. See these these masks? Doesn't it look like it's literally painted on his face? How how closely play it again. Okay. So how closely it's 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 sculpting to his face. Now granted they pick someone with really awesome cheekbones, but still, look at that. It looks painted on. It's fantastic. And this one too, kind of creepy, but whatever. So um, Snapchat has partnered with Apple to launch three new AR lenses that show off the iPhone X's. I'm starting to call it a 10 like you do, Eric. iPhone X's new depth sensing cameras. So these lenses are more realistic than ever. As you can see, it looks like it's literally painted on. And that's because iPhone X has just, you know, amazing ability to well, it has that advanced. Yeah, it's got that advanced uh, software and camera inside the front facing lens. So, yeah. So these three lenses, this is the part that I didn't know yesterday when I was playing with it. But and I do have it. I just didn't know it because I'm ding dong. But the lenses are a Mardi Gras mask, Day of the Dead skull and a gold plated eye cover. Got so. It. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So if you have that, check that out on Snapchat. If you have the the iPhone, I think it is called the 10, by the way. I think it's just the X. Oh, come on. The, you can do whatever you That's want. Latin. I'm English. All right. Speaking. Okay. Snap okay. is also uh, releasing a second generation of spectacles and some of the, the upgrades, the spec upgrades, because, you know, there really isn't a lot else, you know, design wise, that's going to be changed is it's going to be hardware change. So it's going to have a higher Wi-Fi standard. It'll support faster file transfers. Um, and I'm trying to think of what else here. It, it, I, I Ultimately, you'll have better file transfers and faster transferability of the files that you're doing inside of of that if you have it. So there you go. And with cool. that, that is our show. So I want to remind you that uh, we won't have a show next week, but we will have one Friday, April 27th. You can get registered for that now, and it will be at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. And you can find out more by going to socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show. I want to say thank you to Jeff C. for handling the simulcasts and Grace Duffy, our awesome show producer. And you can, if you didn't know, and maybe you are listening to this, but this is a podcast. It's not just a live show, but it's a podcast. And by the way, podcast listeners, this is also a live show. It goes both ways. But you can find our show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and we have new episodes publishing as a podcast every Monday. Search there in iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher for social media marketing talk show. And by the way, if you're a podcast listener, join us live sometime. We'd love for you to do that. And again, socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show is where you'll find the calendar and links for that. I got to say this before we go. Make sure to check out the Social Media Marketing Society. You can find out more at socialmediasociety.info. And with that, I have to say thank you for listening, watching, sharing, commenting, being here, being you, being awesome. And with that, have a great weekend and we'll see you next episode. 
Bye. Thank you, guys. Bye. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more Social Media Insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.